Hey, Al McCoy here, and you are listening to the Solar Panel, the Phoenix Sun Show. Hello and welcome everybody into another edition of the Sun Solar Panel, wherever you watch us, whether it's YouTube, uh, Facebook, Twitter, if you listen to us on the podcast, thank you very much. I'm Greg Esposito, ahoy hoy. I'm Dave King, good to see you all again. And this week we've got plenty or, to talk about. It's been, a, it's been a crazy week, uh, and I'm not talking anything other than than Suns even. Uh, and of course. We've got, we've got Devin Booker rumors to talk about which should be a quick conversation, a new name for the arena. Uh, we've got what in the heck is going to happen with the, with the Suns in this truncated offseason that now is pretty much official, uh, a play-in tournament. There's all sorts of things to talk about. Oh, and we have quite the big announcement to make here on the show. Huge, today. huge, huge. This is probably the biggest thing we've ever announced on this show uh no we don't have any trade news for you but it's exciting and we'll share it with you shortly dave how are you man man i'm doing great thanks for letting me get a word in i appreciate that (laughs) no i'm just kidding uh i am very excited i am incredibly excited that we have a dawn of a new era we have a new start. The Phoenix Suns are coming back to play basketball, and that's all I'm talking about. I am all about the Phoenix Suns going forward. I can't wait for everything to get kicked off, and we're going to go through the entire offseason plan. We're going to look at how much money they've got to spend. You're going to tell me who you want them to spend it on. I'll tell you who I want them to spend it on, and all that leading into that big announcement. So uh, we're looking forward to this. Before we get to anything that uh, that we have on the show notes, uh, did you see the teaser video that the team put out for the new uniforms? Ooh, boy, yes, I did. Okay, I want to play a clip, and then I want to know what in the heck is going on here. Oh, that Look, is Ed, one unique reaction to something. I was doing one of those uh, YouTube deep dives, you know, not on on player prospects, but dumbass video or excuse me, dumb videos. And there was one where Steph Curry was pranking his best friend, uh, and he got his best friend to to like he wanted a live. He got a whole he had a whole TV crew to film his best friend reacting to a really cool futuristic car that was the ugliest car ever invented. Like it wasn't even a car, but he played out this whole 15 minute, dude, you got to You got to play this up. You got to play this reaction up. You got to go bigger. You got to go in this friends like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did the Kelly Oubre thing. He did that, <laughs> you know, just totally getting into it. And, and then finally Steph Curry just busted out laughing. And uh, that's what I felt like when I watched that promo. It, this has been my reaction. Every time uh, vote counts have dropped this. <laughs> <laughs> not not even to get political, just I'm excited to see some numbers. You know, it's been a weird week in, in the world, but uh, it's been one a of the, weird week. <laughs> and that reaction made it all better. Thank yeah. you, Kelly Oubre Jr. Thank you, Kelly Oubre, for being <laughs> Kelly Oubre. That, I that, love you. That love pure you. joy made my week better. And I, that and I pure had manufactured to share that joy made our week better. You know what? The Suns could have like shown him just a piece of cardboard and he, he could have had that same reaction. Having said all that, we showed you those jerseys last week and they are hot. They are yeah. totally hot. I can't wait. I'm going to actually buy one of those uh, and 
that is the probably the first that is the first jersey olive bought and and if you're smart enough uh watching that teaser video you can actually see a glimpse of the shorts so i'm not going to show it here oh really yeah if you uh i didn't watch it close yeah, enough so, right, I'll look so you could see you could see a glimpse of the shorts but you know i i i just I just have to play this one more time. Well, until we see the shorts, we can't declare a winner, right? This, this is true. This, by the way, this is my reaction anytime I mute Dave's mic. Oh, oh. I, I'm not. I, Which he does probably more often than I think he does. <laughs> that, that's going to be a clip that we use on this show for a very long time. And I really, truly appreciate you, Kelly Oubre Jr. That hey, I, I can't hey Darth stop. Boyda, uh, um, I'll wheel, I will wear the jersey, but only with a T-shirt underneath because <laughs> I am not that kind of guy. Oh man, I, I gotta, I, I can't stop laughing at at that Kelly Oubre. <laughs> Seriously, it's oh! pure, it's pure joy that it brings me, and and I haven't laughed like this. In a while, so thank you. Uh, in a non-laughing matter to bring up this week, Ryan Rosillo on the Bill Simmons podcasts claimed the oh, worst-kept secret in the NBA is that Devin Booker wants out of Phoenix. And I think really uh, the worst-kept secret is that Ryan Rosillo doesn't have very good Phoenix uh, uh, Phoenix sources. I, I reached you know, out to some people and asked around, and I can't find any truth to this uh uh, to this rumor that Ryan Rosillo threw out there, but Dave, have you heard anything different? Oh, I personally have not heard anything different. The Suns are tight as a drum. We all know this uh, because there's really just not leaks coming out anymore. The only leak that there was, it turns out in the in retrospect, we're pretty sure it was Ryan McDonough leaking a Woj over the years, um, but that was about it. So, but what I'm going with, the only thing I'm going with is Davon Wade. Um, Devin Booker's brother uh, retweeted Gambo's tweet that uh, this is all fake, and so I'm just going with that. I'm just I'm just staying with that. Devin, just look. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pimp a uh, Twitter friend of ours, Andrew Lesis. Uh, he did a live stream while they were playing uh, uh, a video game. Oh, Call of Duty, something like that. With God, Devin we, Booker. We sound so old when you're like, it dude, was I some... haven't played. Look, I haven't played a video game since Atari. Okay. I just don't do video games. <laughs> you're like, but, he was playing Pac Man or something. I don't he know. He was playing, long. yeah, some new version of Pac Man, <laughs> uh, where it kind of is, actually. Um, so he was playing that. He's live streaming a, a back and forth conversation with Booker. And Booker just said, even just two months ago, this was this was and Booker's like, oh, I love it here. I love Phoenix. I love the fans. I don't want to go anywhere. I want to bring a championship here. He's not. Yeah. You know what? Here, let me just tell you, if the Suns continue to lose, if they come out shitty this year, if they if they don't win, uh, if they don't get into this freaking playoff tournament that we're going to talk about here uh, in a few minutes, we deserve for Devin Booker. The Suns deserve for Devin Booker to want to be traded to a team that will win. You, I watched those playoffs in the bubble, and the whole freaking time I'm like, those lucky sons of guns uh, <laughs> being in the playoffs with fewer years of experience and fewer, uh, you know, the Donovan Mitchells, the Jamal Murrays, all those guys, 
they are lucky enough to have a team around them that helps them get to the playoffs where they can shine. Devin Booker hasn't had that. The closest he's had is the bubble. And in the bubble, he he really did shine. And he's going to shine in the playoffs. Nobody can stop him because he can score from wherever he wants. He can pass from wherever he wants. He can set up his teammates. The guy had the most high-value passes in the entire league this past year. He deserves to be in the playoffs. And if the Suns don't get him into the playoffs going forward, and if they don't get past the second round even in the playoffs in the next two or three years, he should ask for a trade. Well, look, I think this was lazy uh, trying to connect the dots by Ryan Rosillo, and it's no disrespect to him. Uh, a very knowledgeable guy when it comes to basketball. I think he has sources in a lot of places. I just think this was one of those where everybody for a while has assumed that Devin Booker – uh, was going to ask out, and and it's just kind of been this thought in the back of the heads of a lot of national people. But if there were ever a time that he wasn't going to do that, it'd be now. They just came off of 8 no in the bubble, almost made it into the playoffs. They have cap space. Uh, he his, He's still got four years left. Uh, on his massive extension, like this is not, this would not be the time that that yeah. would legitimately happen. So I just think it was lazy connecting the dots. And maybe he has a source that said, well, this is still kind of the truth. But I just, mm. I think, I think it was just kind of a throwaway comment. And as we all know, throwaway comments, even well, on the fact podcasts, that he said worst kept secret in the NBA. I mean, look, uh, I've listened to Ryan Rosillo in the past. And he generally doesn't talk out of his butt. So, um, it's probably, I think it's probably more media generated. Like all these media guys are just assuming Booker's going to want to go. I don't know that too many people have insight because we know, we all know how quiet Devin Booker is. The only reason he, photos of him and Kendall Jenner have been leaking this summer is because of the Kardashians, not because of Booker. Booker's not leaking them. Um, and, uh, and you know, his streaming on, uh, he doesn't ever say anything of value, uh, to naysayers. Yeah, um, even when he live streams and it's like a, just a, um, a run of the mouth, you know, nothing stopping him from saying what he wants to say. And, you know, most NBA players, they'll say some crazy stuff when you give them a, you know, an unfiltered mic and they don't think anyone's really listening. Here's yeah, look, Booker it, it, and he never gives away anything. The closest thing to giving away something was when he found out that they had stopped, they'd shut down the season while he was live on a stream right. and he reacted. And even that wasn't. Uh, all that, all that much. So yeah, I think this is has been way overblown. I think there's a lot of teams that wish Devin Booker uh, wanted out. There's even been reports that uh, Minnesota and Golden State have have reached out with the first and second picks to try to make trades with teams. And Booker's name was one of the names that uh, yeah. that these reports threw out as saying the Suns laughed basically uh, at offers like that. So look, there's there's going to be talk. There's always going to be talk about these kind of things. And when your team hasn't made the playoffs in, in, in almost 11 years, that's going to happen. Right. But after the bubble, after that performance and with the uh, anticipation of this offseason coming and what this Phoenix Suns team is going to do, I, I just don't believe it. It's like saying the worst kept secret in Arizona is that Gambo actually has a Boston accent. Like it's just there's no basis to it. There's no truth to it. Right. It's just it's just throwing random crap out there. It's like saying Dave King is actually younger than me and it's the worst kept secret in podcasting. It's not true. Uh, so, <laughs> But I look better than you. <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't take much, kidding, but, uh, but I look younger, and that's what matters. So. You're pretty, Greg. You still have dark hair. 
Thank you. Well, not it, it's welcome. getting grayer by the minute. Let's just yeah. Say don't that. talk to me about that. Especially every minute I spend with you. Dave. I'm just glad so, I have still have a full head of hair. You know, um, my yeah. entire family does not. So yeah, neither does my 32 year old. Even brother. my sister. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so so we 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 mentioned that the Suns have a have a big off season coming up, and that off season yeah. is is sneaking up on us even faster than we thought. Maybe the truth. Originally, we thought January. 18th martin luther king jr day was going to be when the season tipped off now we find out after the players union and uh the nba have come to an agreement that december 22nd is likely going to be the start date for the nba which means when you look at it training camp will start december 1st well guess what december 1st is like three weeks away which means the draft on the 18th and free agency uh, are coming and they're going to be on a collision course with each other because the only way to get your roster ready uh, in time for a round training camp is for them both to start around the same time. So we are about to be in for one of the wildest off seasons in NBA history Yeah, uh, due to just having to, to truncate this timetable and try to fit. I think it's very people. likely that uh, tra- the free agency Starts before training camp a week. So uh, the draft is the 18th. Training camps are December 1. Uh, Players are not going to want to have to sign and then miss already the first few days of training camp. Uh, We don't even know what kind of quarantine they're going to require going into training camps for players from the outside. uh, Because the NBA, of all the sports sports leagues, has treated the coronavirus uh, the most serious. And the NBA had zero cases. Whereas all the other sports league are having to cancel games and all that. And the NBA has got a lot on, on this, a lot riding on this teams. Every team has to play 70 plus games to get their regional sports con- uh, TV contracts um, honored. Not just the league having a 72 game schedule. Every team has to play 70 games and they've only scheduled 72 and games are every other day or back to back or whatever. So the NBA cannot afford COVID cancellations. So they're going to have to do something like uh, uh, football is doing right now and other leagues where they're sitting out the people who are who have contracted COVID, but letting other their teammates still play instead of shutting down the entire thing for 14 days. You have to you have to wonder if they're going to expand rosters and have some kind of right. mini, so there's mini bubble have to be, in the home market. It's uh, no matter what you may think. COVID is still here. The The uh, U.S. just set a record, I think, yesterday. And all week, it's been a new record every single day, 125,000 new cases. Now, you can say that, well, it's not much worse than the flu, especially these days. But the flu is freaking bad. And it's incredibly contagious. And you cannot play basketball when you have fluid in your lungs. So this is this is an issue. So anyway, having said all that, I think free agents coming to new teams in new cities are probably going to have some kind of quarantine time. Narrowing it all down to just training camp, you'll miss at least a week the entire training camp if you're a free agent signing if they don't start free agency till December 1. So I really think they're going to start free agency right after the draft. There's been talk about that, but nothing final yet. But I really, really think it'll be the 20th, 21st, somewhere around there. And people and players are signing throughout Thanksgiving so that they can get into their new city and quarantine for a couple of days or a few days before training camp starts and take their they'll take those uh, two or three consecutive negative COVID tests, that kind of thing, before they're allowed to play. 
but don't expect the NBA to suddenly forget that COVID exists. Uh, and the, the another thing I want to talk about with the uh, schedule is that they're talking, and I didn't put this on our list, uh, Espo, so you didn't prepare, sorry, but um, <laughs> they're talking about playing series like baseball where you go to a town and you play both your road games in that town, uh, not one in, in uh, December and one in March. On the plus side, if you're the healthy team on that weekend and you get your two road games against the Portland Trailblazers, Right on. But what if the Suns are nagging injuries and they have to play both road games in Portland without a couple of big time starters? That could be bad. So it's going to be weird that way uh, because basketball rosters and talent isn't that deep. I mean, in baseball, yeah. you can just sit your guy and still win. In basketball, you can't. Well, so the, this is going to be weird. The other problem is what if you do have an outbreak and you have to cancel games playing it in a series style now complicates rescheduling because you have to reschedule right. two exactly. games you have with to another get those team. 70 games in or your regional sports contract can cancel out your and there's only 72 scheduled so you can't just not back not play not make it up which and makes if it's me weekend wonder, roadies which you just yeah. said the whole series is just dead which makes me wonder if they're going to try to uh jam as much in in a sh short period of time or build in some kind of you know oh, we're going to give a two-week break yeah i don't think they're going to be able to do that but they might do a week here week you're right four yeah. or five days here four or five days there to allow for reschedules i i get that because um, i am extremely curious if if the if the league is going to go with the entire team as to quarantine if somebody gets it versus just one or two players, which does yeah. not curtail the spread of the virus if you only quarantine one or two players and the rest yeah. of the players are still doing everything they were doing because they could be carrying it. However, we'll have to see. And then the NBA just may have to absorb it like these other teams are, these NFL and, and those other teams are and college teams. They're, but they're, they're canceling debating, games in some cases. Yeah, they're debating that part of of the, the negotiations right now. We don't know what that'll be. But to me, when it comes to free agency, I almost feel like you should start it either the week before the draft yeah. or the week of the draft because mm. if you start, we've always it, wanted to, haven't we? Yes. Well, well but if you start it after the draft, mm. you're into okay. The draft's the 18th, so the following week is Thanksgiving, and then the the Tuesday after Thanksgiving is the start of training camp. So, so you're you're a putting uh, putting decisions basically in a week. You have to speed date and make all these decisions leading into training camp. Like to your point, if you have to quarantine before you come to a new team in training camp, you're pushing that out a week or two, right? It's mm -hmm. just, it becomes very problematic to, to bring in new players and integrate them into your system with a game on December 22nd. If, if the league officially signs off on everything Monday, I'd start free agency and trade period Wednesday or Friday next week just to give teams hey. the ability to actually in institute a plan because you it's going to be total chaos if you don't. Competitively, they should have been doing this all along. The NFL does it right by having free agency yeah. before the draft and then use the draft to fill in the pieces you couldn't find in free agency yeah. or use the draft just to find the one, the unicorns that you might try to get that are going to be your long-term players after you've filled in because <clears throat> you don't want to, the, the way the NBA does it is a little bit backwards and it kind of, I think feeds to toward the tanking mode 
um, when you want to and trying to build through the draft, which takes three to five years to do, they should be switching it anyway. And this would have been a perfect year. However, let's let's jump to what they are doing right about this schedule with that play-in tournament. What are your thoughts on the seven to ten playing for those final two seeds? Yeah, so so what what has been proposed and I believe is close to being approved is that uh, in each conference, seven to ten will play in a mini tournament to determine who seven and eight are. From an entertainment standpoint, from a fan standpoint, I think it's going to be thrilling. I mean, think about mm-hmm. how much fun we had in, in the, the bubble, bubble. Oh, just yeah. trying to get a, an eight nine matchup in this fundamentally it's going to be problematic though especially for a team like the phoenix suns who's been out of the playoffs for so long if you wind up in a competitive west as the seven seed you now don't actually make it into the playoffs you have to play in a play-in tournament uh, which adds a little bit more drama obviously but it'll be very frustrating to suns fans if the suns finish seventh losing a play-in tournament and don't get into the playoffs (laughs) like i get i I could see heads exploding at that point (laughs) like uh, mine being one of them because we've waited so long in this town to see playoff basketball again and people argue well the play-in tournament technically is part of the playoffs and everybody else will go no because you weren't part of the conventional one through eight and playing an actual series and that's the problem here if if the suns had been in the playoffs were were a jazz type team or whatever the case may be uh, i'd be fine with it i'd go okay yeah this will add entertainment but as a fan base that is is starving and basically got thirst trapped by the eight no in the bubble uh, it's it's time to, to get in the playoffs and that's going to be a very frustrating or, or nerve wracking situation uh, because yeah. it, just because you wind up in the play in tournament doesn't mean uh, doesn't mean you won't win obviously, but to yeah, me, the one look- game, the thing about making the playoffs is that in traditionally making the playoffs is that you get a seven game series or minimum five games back in the day to prove yourself as a playoff team in case you have a bad game. The difficulty about a play-in game is that you could have one bad game and you're just done. So um, uh, who was it? in the Nathaniel Jackson, if you can't win one game, then you don't deserve to be in it. Not necessarily. I mean, there are teams every year that lose playoff games but win the series. Every year. Yeah. The Lakers, everybody wins a, loses uh, one playoff game, sometimes game one. And they end up winning the entire series because they're the better team. So I think you're right. Ideally, you have your best game in the one playoff game uh, for sure. But what if you got an injury or two? What if you have just a nagging thing where someone, you know, uh, who was it? Uh, Jamal Murray got tendonitis or, or plantar fasciitis or something like that. Plantar fasciitis um, in the in the playoffs. I don't know why I say fascia, but anyway. I, I- I don't care. You're not a doctor, so I'm not going to hold it against you. <laughs> well, my my lady is a doctor, and she keeps correcting me, and I, I get, keep getting it backwards. It's like I can say nuclear with the best of them, but I can't say fascia. So uh, <laughs> there is a flip side to this, though. I know I tend to to fall on the pessimistic side of things. Surprise, surprise. But it could be beneficial for the Suns too, because in a tough West. 
finishing ninth or 10th won't necessarily mean you had a bad season. You're just in a stacked conference. So then you could yeah. get an opportunity to play yourself in, even if you finished a game, uh, half a game, or excuse me, a game or two yeah, out no, of the, the final playoff spot. Definitely the 7 to 10 favors the 9 10 seeds getting something to play for. It favors teams playing to the very end for that final seed. So they actually. We're so used to the last two weeks of the regular season of the NBA to be just a mosh pit of crap. Uh, now they're all going to be playing. There's because you're going to go 12 deep trying to get that 10th seat, you know. Yeah. So um, each league, each side, and so it's going to be fun. Those those are going to be fun times. The end of the season is going to be the most fun of the entire season, as opposed to the middle being the most fun in the NBA and then the playoffs. Um, so the, the NBA has had to freshen up its little, you know, it's, it's, it's look a little bit. And I think they've done that with this seven to 10 play in turn, tournament right. for sure. Little, little housekeeping. I want to remind you big announcement coming up, right? Yep. We don't have a breaking news sounder because our, uh, graphics department and uh and our video department uh me didn't have a chance to do a breaking news sounder but i promise you we will have breaking <laughs> news shortly a big announcement coming for the sun solar panel hit the like hit the subscribe button uh depending on if you're watching on facebook or youtube also you have the the sound over <laughs> and remember you can always join uh either via anchor uh or a join via youtube become a flaming baller a supporter if you of the like show. to Listen only because you don't like it. our faces or you want to do it while you're working or whatever it is. That's the anchor side. And we love you for that. Um, but definitely, if you like watching our faces and, and participating in the chat, doing it live is awesome. And you can always watch this later if you didn't get enough the first time through, because yeah. some of us like to watch this show two or three times. Let's let's be honest. Our voices are not much better than our faces. So if you're listening uh, your ears are getting the treatment that people's eyes are on YouTube. So uh, before we are we the move Brad on Pitt from, of podcasting, man, <laughs> before we move on from the off season and get to a few <laughs> other things, including that big announcement, uh, Dave, we're looking at this. And, and as we talked about free agency trade period coming up yeah. shortly, Suns look to have potentially upwards of 22 million in cap no. space, like we talked to with uh, with Keith Smith. Do you yeah. want to kind of go through a little bit more if any of those numbers have been updated or what we might might know now as we get closer to free agency? Sure, absolutely. Um, so it's not quite that much. It was going to be that much if the cap had gone up like expected to $115 million. Okay. So what's happened now is what they said is that the cap is going to stay the same year over year, which is artificial because the owners did not make – uh, as much money as they were going to this past year. And the basketball-related income is what sets the cap. So artificially, it's going to stay at 109.1, yeah. just like it was this past year. In With that being the case, the Suns are going to have a maximum of $18.69 to spend. You can go to brightsideofthesun.com and check out my latest story on there about their cap space. And I'll show you how I figured all that out. Uh, but definitely, and Keith Smith did verify it. Um, when Keith Smith was on, he said the Suns had a little bit less because he assumed that the Suns would keep a uh, campaign's partially guaranteed contract. Which is 1.6 right. right? So if you, if you did dump him, what I what you got to do is you got to replace him with an 
a minimum number of like 800,000. And that's where our difference is. He was at the high 17s. I'm at the high 18s on available. If the Suns really need the money, they could release campaign because he's on a minimum contract anyway. And then just re-sign him to a minimum contract because yeah. everyone in the league can sign guys to their veteran minimum. So there's no reason unless you think Cam's going to run because you you released him for a day. I mean, I think he'd rather have a better teammate, you know, good teammates around him so he can be in the playoffs. But having said all that, it's 18.69 million max for the first year of a free agent contract. On a four-year contract, you can offer somebody else. That's about a $20 million average. So roughly a four-year, $79, $80 million contract. And and it's the same playing field everybody's dealing with. It's not as if the Suns lost this cap space, but other teams kept it. The Suns and everybody Yeah, the Suns are the still fifth highest that. in cap space. And sorry, sixth highest in cap space. But uh, Miami's one of those. And Miami is not going to be letting go of, they've already said they're going to run it back for one more year because they want their space next summer. So they're just going to re-sign their guys to one-year contracts and stuff. Miami's not going to be a big player on the free agent market, which means the Suns will be the fourth or fifth highest in cap space. And the only teams above the Suns in cap space, if you take Miami out, um, are bad teams. That really, although with the 7-10 play-in tournament and in the East, uh, they'll be in playoff running too, but they won't be as good a teams. You know what yeah. I mean? The Suns project to have the best of the teams with cap space this um, this 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 November, I guess it is December. So now uh, we've kind of set the stage, and we have the uh, the numbers that we need to try to look at this off season and figure out what we want to see the Phoenix Suns do. So the question is, Dave, what is your big move that you ah. like that sons make this could be trade this could sorry be really quick i just want to theo camis had a great question in the chat the owners protected by the escrow yes absolutely what's happening is um the owners although could lose yeah yeah the escrow is actually going to cover it the players 18 percent of their salaries are going to be held off in another account and if the owners really do lose 40 percent of the revenues because they can never bring any fans into the stands at all then um, half of that is just under, you know, about 20%. Um, the players uh, would lose 18% of their salary if there's no revenue coming in from ticket sales. But if they do grow into having ticket sales, then the owners will lose a little bit less money and less of that escrow will be held back. But basically, the owners and the players are in this. I mean, you can say together, because, but it's really not together because the players are eating um half of the losses and the owners eating the other half of the losses look look uh, everybody loves talking about escrow accounts and, and finances you know that's why yeah. people come to the sun solar panel but can we get to what you think uh the sun should do this offseason i know nobody Absolutely. cares about players and who they should sign or trade for yeah right get to that? <laughs> yes who what should the suns okay so what i wanted to so with 18.69 million what you can do is you can sign one guy to that number, or you can sign a couple of guys, right? So the Suns will be one of only five teams who can go over the mid-level exception. Uh, there's only a few free agency free, free agents worth going over the mid-level exception. Espo, who would be, if you could pick one player on the free agent market or trade market, I guess, because you can also absorb contracts in trade too, what would be your one guy, one guy you would add to the team? 
Do you not have an answer? Is that why you've thrown this back at me? Because I've told it to you twice now. Fine. All right. Fine. fine, fine. I I can go. My My one guy actually would be. um, See, here's the thing. I'm going to talk through it. You're going to say your one guy after I say my guy. Then I'm going to talk through how I got to this. But uh, my one guy is actually going to be. Oh, I'm shocked. That Did that's I even get to say it before you threw that? No, I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was shocked by who you said, and so was Kelly Oubre. So I don't know that we. But can I don't say even that. know if they heard me say the name. No, they didn't. Who was who was your guy? Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant is who you'd throw the money at. All right. Well, uh, not I, all of it. Not all of it. But okay. it, it, I would target him as my top target. Look. Look, I for me, I think it's a two-pronged strategy here. Uh, and you'll hear a lot of talk about Chris Paul still right now. There may be some truth to that. I've heard rumblings from different places in, in terms of that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that, yeah, I'm not sure that that's where uh, I think this is the smartest play for the team. But I also could get behind that if that's where it eventually goes, because in the end, it's not my money that they're spending. It's, it's, you know, it's the team's money and that's fine. You know, uh, as long as they put a winner on 41 million, that's almost half. Hey, if, if it works out, I don't care. Right. I mean, Chris Paul obviously showed what he could do with the team in OKC and it had much less talent than what the Suns have. So I I at least can understand the thinking, but here is what I would like to do. And there's a report this week that this guy uh, is available on the trade market. I would trade for the net Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, as Ooh. your point guard of the future, that that intrigues me much you more. You got to throw the Kelly clip Paul. out there again. Uh, oh, a little are, bit quieter you, though. Oh, actually, you know what? I, I got I got a different one. Okay. No, no way. <laughs> Spencer Dinwiddie. That's uh, that's kind of the way uh, I I think of uh, of the solving that point guard of the future uh, question there, Ooh. and then and then you look at a guy like Christian Wood. Now, a lot of people want to go all in and back up the Brinks truck. I'm not in that. I'd, I'd go, I'd hedge my bet and I'd go, here's a, a, a very well compensated two-year deal, right? Okay. Uh, here, yeah. we'll, we'll give you yeah. the money you're looking for, but we're going to do it on a short term because we believe in you, but we also need you to prove it because I, I'm afraid of giving this guy big money long term because we haven't seen enough from him. So in a in a free agency period where there's not a lot of te- teams with money, it's going to be a short amount of time to make a decision. Uh, and guys, I think, are going to be betting on themselves a bit. You say to him, look, you could make even more money two years down the road from us, well, uh, you know, or or we make this. He's the one who's investing his contract, so he may make more money than his contract anyway. Oh, well, Dinwiddie is, yeah. Dinwiddie's got the Bitcoin, uh, the whole Bitcoin thing going on. But it, with Christian Wood, I would say, hey, look, we'll we'll give you the two two years, big He's big money, bigger money than you've ever no. had, and no. then you can you can try to get bigger money moving on from there. Uh, to me, that's 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 the, the, the dumbest play. thing I've ever heard. Jesus. How is that really? Dumb? <laughs> How is that dumb? And just, you're gonna see. Look, let short- me tell you. First of all, let me tell you all the reasons. Okay, the re- there's only one reason I didn't pick Christian Wood. Well, there's not only, but there is a big reason I didn't pick Christian Wood. People are. Why is it that people are wondering how he was out of the NBA for a couple of years? 
right? Uh, and he didn't make it on his prior teams, and he got released by his prior teams. It hasn't been talent. He's been on a per 36, if you're a fan of that. Basically, the minutes he's out been out there, he's been very productive in his career. So there must be something else wrong with him, right? And I think the only other something else wrong with him is a little bit upstairs. As far as focus, as far as dedication, as far as being a team player, there must be something about him that makes him replaceable no matter how productive he is. And that's so that's and that is the opposite. That is the opposite of why the sun why that's the that is the reason that James Jones would not go after him. And that's the reason I didn't focus on him because I don't think James Jones will focus on him because he's not that team player who does everything that's not in the stats to win. So um while Christian Wood wants to win and he is friends as far as we can tell with Devin Booker um, so was D'Lo, and so are Kat. and I don't yeah, see them being right. targets of Dame, James Jones either, for those same simple reasons. Um, James, you, uh, Christian way, Wood can oh. hit threes, uh, but he he's not really he's more of a DA part of the floor. So I don't even know if they can totally play together. Look, you you asked me what my preference. Yeah, would be. Know, you did not t- ask me what I thought James Jones would do. Well, the other the reason questions. I said that was kind of dumb is. Uh, well, because you said it, but also because he's not going to take a two-year deal. Detroit's going to offer him a four-year. He's going to want the guaranteed long-term money. That's what these guys want. They don't want to be free agents again in two years. Kelly Oubre was an exception for taking that uh, two-year contract. Um, he's not the general rule. Uh, these The superstars are, are also one- or two-year contract guys. Christian Wood's going to want that four years. Look, He's going to want the four years. He's probably even going to stay with Detroit just to take the five years. I, I think this year is going to be different because the cap is in a stall. There's no, but I think he is no an exception. about money. All right, I, let's maybe. bet. What are we going to bet on the number of years in Christian Wood's contract that he signs? I will. I if will. it's more than two, you're going to buy me uh, a beer next time we're allowed to be in public together. You, you need okay, we can do that, but you need to start making these bets where they're embarrassing on air and people can see it, like we did with the Jonah Hill, uh, me dressing as Jonah Hill. <laughs> okay, like good. otherwise, it's no fun. Okay, Nobody okay. else cares if, if you he get a signs, beer if, Oh man, wow! What's going to be? What would be embarrassing? I will, I will wear a Chicago Bulls shirt on this podcast if uh, if he signs a five year deal. No, no, oh, no, no, four. You no, just no, said, you said he's going you said to sign two. with Detroit no, he on might. a five-year no, I deal. Didn't. I said he might end up signing with Detroit. You, He'll take you a four-year. You said he likely will because he wants If he the signs money. for less than three years, I'll take my shirt off for you folks. Oh, God, nobody <laughs> wants to see that. All right, bets off, bets off. Let, let's just stop this talk. Uh, you're going to ruin, we're going to lose all the I'll wear, I'll wear. Oh, I'll wear that New Jersey without a T-shirt underneath. Oh. Boom. God, why are we punishing the viewers? Let's, <laughs> you know what? I think it's time to announce our big announcement. What do you think? I don't have a drum roll. I don't have anything, but let's. The big let's announcement? There's actually what? a video that we're going to play. So here is our big announcement. Hey, Suns fans. Saul, along with Dave and Espo. And we're excited to announce the Best Sun Show is joining the Fox Sports Arizona family of podcasts. On the Sun Solar Panel, we break down everything about your Phoenix Suns. So follow us anywhere you listen to podcasts on the Sun's Solar Panel YouTube page or on the Fox Sports Arizona Facebook page.
So let's welcome in the newest member. Fellas, fellas, fellas. Hey, Solar Panel. It's Saul Bookman. Saul, how are you, my friend? I am uh, fantastic today. How are you guys doing? Uh, Hey, Saul, can I just say that next time we record a commercial, it's got to be in the morning light because... uh, (laughs) Oh, man. You know what? You know, I think think next week... I think next week for the first show, we'll 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 show everybody exactly how long it freaking took okay. to just get <laughs> one take from Dave, let alone two. I no, mean, it was not on the one line part, but there's a two line thing that you guys are never going to show because I just I couldn't remember all those woo. words. The Man. one line wasn't much easier. Let's uh, no. Let no, I got the one line in one take. Is the two lines that took fifty audits. So, <laughs> so we are very excited to announce that we are part of the Fox Sports Arizona family. Starting next Saturday, you will see us on the Fox Sports Arizona Facebook page, uh, and will be part of their podcast network. Saul is now our, our official third wheel here, and somehow. Even going through this process, I still stay the youngest member of the Sun Solar Panel. So eat it, everybody else. I'm out. I'm still the youthful one in the group. But that Saul, was, I, in, in the end, I, I want to apologize to uh, Brandon and Jared and um, and Brandon, who also did some stand-ins for us on the on the roundtable. They were all younger than Espo, so he excluded them. That was that. That was exactly how it happened as well. <laughs> uh, we were going to do this like the Bachelor and the Bachelorette. I was going to present you with a red rose, Saul, sure, but then sure, yeah. uh, I decided that was way too much effort since we're sitting like uh, 15, 20 miles apart. Also, uh, not a big fan of other dudes giving me a rose, so well, I'm cool. That's a, <laughs> to each their own. Did you hey, guys you know, find your sensitive side on this show. Did you guys actually know there was another promo? that uh that almost dropped for this to announce this were you aware of this guys oh god I, I you, don't. you're not well, gonna i feel, I feel like you're again. i feel i feel like you're setting me up for failure now, right now go ahead now you're gonna see it <laughs> oh, oh oh hold on no no the hottest podcast in the sun solar system is joining forces with fox sports arizona's podcast network Catch us where you listen to podcasts on the Sun Solar Panel YouTube page or the Fox Sports Arizona Facebook page. Hey, now that's it. Hey, that's all I got to say. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, it makes sense, man. I was shocked they were so excited that we're joining Fox Sports Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> when the, the team sent that over yeah. to me. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's awesome. It's awesome. I mean, it's awesome that we're we're, we're joining forces in, in this partnership. And, uh, and I mean, there's so much that's going to go into it, which I'm excited to talk about as well. But, um, no, I, I, I'm excited to join forces with you guys and, and see what kind of cool stuff we can do. And you guys have been doing a, an amazing job through your, through your entire run so far. And that's the reason why um, I wanted to come after you. And we I was like, well, let's see how we can make this name. work. Well, yeah, like, we need to talk about the origin of your name, man. Saul Book, man. So you I just are found a perfect it. Suns fan. So I just, you know, so my first name is Saul. My middle name is Matthew. I don't know why my parents had a religious experience all of a sudden <laughs> when I was born. I have no bit, you know, I'm not, I don't go to church every Sunday. My parents didn't go to church every Sunday. And actually yesterday I was typing in my birth date randomly for something else. And I saw that I was actually born on a Sunday. So, um, yeah, Sunday. it all just, uh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there you go. So, uh, uh, 
I'm yeah. glad we got into the origins of Saul's name. That's what the people are here for. I'm the, I'm the first Saul, by the way. No, Saul Goodman, not Better Call Saul, not, you know, Mr. Bookman from Good Times, all that BS. Original. No, yeah. I'm the original. Let's uh, let's actually talk a little bit about uh, what's coming up. As I mentioned, yeah. we're going to be on the Fox Sports Arizona Facebook page. We'll still be on the Suns uh, Solar Panel YouTube page, as you heard yeah. in, in the in the spot. But we also are going to do some some exciting things, uh, some special shows specifically for the Fox mm-hmm. Sports Arizona Facebook page that we'll keep you guys updated on uh, around special times of the year, potentially some post game. Uh, stuff. There's all sorts of things on the table that we're going to be able to do. Uh, and the great part is that thanks to our partnership with Fox Sports Arizona, there's all going to be all sorts of new bells and whistles that we can show on the show, all sorts of mm-hmm. new guests that we can can talk to. This is an opportunity to make the show better for you, the fans. Absolutely. And that's why Dave and I decided that working with Saul and Fox Sports Arizona was going to be best for everybody because it's going to be, bring uh, a more uh, a fuller, more entertaining show to you. I'm really fans. looking forward to doing the post games. Look, we're still going to do Saturday mornings. None of this is changing, you guys. All of you diehards that are in this Saturday morning chats, we're all staying here. Uh, but we're also going to start doing some post games, maybe not all the post games, but some post games. And we're going to follow the Tom and Tom show um, after on Fox Sports Arizona that's on TV. Then they're going to tease us into the live streaming on YouTube. Then we're going to give you the real lowdown on what happened in the game. Um, you know, that's and, and we're <laughs> good or bad. We're going to we're going to tell we're going to be the truthers. Um, and it's going to be fun doing post games because Espo, you and I, you remember doing post games in the bubble. And that was a blast. You know, hundreds of you guys in the chat with us right after games or soon after games ended. Um, I'll still be going into the locker room to do the interviews, assuming we're allowed to be back on site again and it's safe because I'm not going to go in if it's not safe. But assuming I'm doing post games, then I'm going to um, jet home real quick. I'm only a couple of minutes from the arena. We'll log on. So it'll be right after the Tom and Tom. It's going to be perfect. And do that is exactly. All those, do we need all those no. details, Dave? He's Jesus. About, he was about to provide <laughs> his answer. No, that's the part I, I'm really I'm looking forward so to. So what's going to happen is, is I'm going to leave the arena. Then I'm going to go to my car. <laughs> Once I get to the car, I'm going to stick my key in the. Okay, let's just go. Once Dude, I we get home, keys anymore. It's push button. Come on. Once I get oh, home, I'm going to do the Mister Rogers. <laughs> I'm going to kick my shoes off, put on my cardigan. I'll leave the so, press pass <laughs> on though, and then I'll. That is awesome. I'm going to actually so, do that. I'm can I actually talk about some of these bells and whistles? Yes, can we talk about do. what's going to happen? <laughs> please do so. So, because- uh, you know, first of all, like like you guys said, I think the most important thing is is like everything that that your followers uh, have been watching on YouTube or Facebook or wherever they get you uh, podcasts and all that stuff. You guys, you don't have to switch anything up. The only thing we're doing on Saturdays is just adding our Facebook stream. To get more people involved, that's all. That's all we're trying to do. You know, I, this is one of the best shows out there, Suns wise, um, on, on the internet and on digital. And I think we need to really maximize that. Second, uh, yeah, bells and whistles. I mean, come on, like you said a little earlier, you know, your your production crew um, sometimes lets you down, which is yourself, Espo. And uh, so, so uh, we, well, look, we, you know, to be fair, we have. A little... I let it sound too because I don't produce anything. Gotcha. Hey, hey, Dave. Yeah. Unlike Tim, can we let the new guy actually talk? That'd be great. <laughs> so, so as we move forward, you know, there there'll be some graphics, there'll be some cool videos that we'll be able to share. Um, and 
like you pointed to, Espo, uh, specialized content. And one of those specialized pieces of content that we're going to try and produce or that we will produce is we will be doing a live show for the NBA draft on NBA draft night. Um, that is something that will happen. Uh, we will bring, uh, you know, everything to you as it's happening. And hopefully we can get some type of access in terms of uh, maybe whoever they draft or whatever um, incorporated into the show somehow. And before that, which is next Saturday, our first official joint partnership show, uh, we will have Jeff Goodman on uh, to uh, talk about the NBA draft. Uh, he's done a lot of prospect profiles on our social media platforms. If you haven't taken a look at it, please do on Twitter, Facebook, wherever you uh, watch our stuff. And uh, and so he'll talk some, about some of those those prospects, the 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 good, the bad, and the ugly of all that stuff, and what he expects the Suns to maybe do. So uh, we got a lot of things a lot of things in the fire right now, and we're and we're excited to to join up with you guys for sure. Yeah, it'll be the same show. Just a, a little nicer looking. It's like, remember the show in, in the early 2000s, Pimp My Ride? Uh, Fox Sports Arizona is just <laughs> pimping our podcast. We're just going to, it's going to look cooler. We're going to have some uh, some screens in the trunk or something. That's uh, that's how how this will work. Uh, Coach Fallen founder in the chat asks. A fish uh, tank in the van. Yes. Yeah, why not? Let's do yeah. it. Undercared blue light. Yeah. yeah. Also, I, I did want to say this. I know I'm going to get this at some point. Somebody's going to say, why the hell is Michael Jordan on your wall? Just let me have that one, okay? I have Barkley right here. <laughs> like, I, like I've been a lifelong Suns fan. I cried when we lost the the '93 championship. I cried when Paxson hit the three. Like, I'm as big a Suns fan as anybody out there. I just love Michael Jordan. Like, there's, it's okay. Yeah, you and I are going to have a problem. Uh, anyways, <laughs> Coach, Coach Fallen founder in the chat wants to know, will the Flaming Ballers continue? Uh, yeah, hopefully gets bigger because you guys are the heartbeat and the lifeblood of this show. So, yes, Flaming Ballers will continue. We'll continue uh, the mailbag with you guys. Everything uh, from that front will continue as well. So we may even ask you guys when we know we have a big guest on to provide us some questions you'd like asked. There's all sorts of opportunities here to uh, to continue to do things. And and your favorite segments will continue like Espo's Big Board. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this ain't going away, at least for the next week, because uh, they told me I have to do it. So, so this week's uh, this week's Espo's Big Board is focusing on, as we mentioned in the open, the arena is no longer going to be called the Talking Stick Resort Arena. Uh, apparently, uh, negotiations between the two broke off. Uh, they announced it yesterday. So they are in search of a new title sponsor for the arena. So I've got four name suggestions that I don't think would be very good for the arena. And we're going to start off with, and it's apropos this week, the CNN Election Night in America Arena. If any of us hear that term again anytime soon, I think we're going to lose our minds. So I think that would be an awful name for an arena right now, right? I mean, I think that one would be pretty bad. Uh, in honor of Saul's Wall, we have the Paxson Pavilion. I think that would be a terrible name for the Suns uh, Arena. So uh, I'm going to take that one off the list. Uh, we move to, uh, I think uh, I think this one is my favorite, all right? Uh, number three on the list, it is... The General Arena. I think that would be a really <laughs> bad name for an arena. Uh, I don't know. I don't think. Welcome to the General Arena. Uh, I just don't think it has the kind of pizzazz that you want in a naming. Uh, a naming. Sponsor. Why does it have to? Why does it have to be arena? Why can't it be like bowl or oh. coliseum or something well, like that? I, 
I had a pavilion in there, and and the next one oh, isn't okay. is an arena. But I just thought this one would be funny, and Shaq would have to be around since he's a, a spokesperson for the general. So the general arena just didn't feel like a good fit for for a, a building that had just been uh, renovated and had a lot of money put into it. You know, a lot of facelifts, a lot of a lot of looks to make it look prettier. Uh, the Kendall Jenner, uh, the Kendall J Coliseum seems like a bad <laughs> idea too. I don't know. I call him with a K too. We had to we had to add the K for Kendall uh, in there. Kendall, uh, but, but when we talk about something having a lot of money spent, uh, uh, you know, on it, I think Kendall Jenner comes to mind. And I thought, you know, she does have a connection to the team, and with the money that she has, uh, you know, she could very well uh, afford to sponsor the arena. But I just don't know that that would be the best thing. Could get awkward if uh, if her and Book don't make it. So those are uh, the four names that I just don't think would be the greatest for uh, for the new arena. That is Espo's big board. There were a lot of great ones on Twitter too. Uh, I didn't want to steal any of those. So I came up with, uh, with my own list there, which is probably significantly less funny than Twitter, but I have parameters that I can't go past as well. So, uh, so that is, uh, that is Espo's big board for the week. That is, uh, that was, I think we'll continue it. I don't know. Maybe we'll come up with something. No, we're else. definitely keeping it. We're definitely keeping it. Okay. Also, I did want to tell everybody, hey, you know these late starts we keep having? It's not going to happen anymore, guys. I'm going to wake up Espo on time, and we're going to start these shows right at the top <laughs> of the hour. This one started a minute after eight. Like, What, what time did last week me? start? I, oh, well, last week I, I, my alarm didn't go off, which was like the first time that it ever happened. And uh, we're going to fix Dave's Wi-Fi. Apparently Dave's Wi-Fi. <laughs> Dave is so fed up with Espo's big board and already saw one one uh, awesome. segment into him being awesome. part of it. Uh, cool. Is uh, He's done. He's out. I don't know where Dave went, but uh, let's uh, let's turn uh, to you, Saul. I want to get your thoughts on uh, on the offseason here as uh dave shared his thoughts i kind of shared what my ideal situation would be but roughly 18 million if the 18.6 million i believe was the number that dave had come to when he uh, went to nasa and tabulated everything (laughs) uh what would you like to see this team potentially doing free agency or uh the trade market as we basically have three weeks before uh before training camp well you know you we're talking about a team that's on the cusp, right? On the cusp of the playoffs. They're they're going to be somewhere between that 7 to 10 range again, right? Because they haven't – unless some, like DeAndre significantly improves and goes from like a 20-10 guy to 25-15, uh, then we're talking about, okay, maybe we're in the mid-range of the, of the Western Conference. But yeah. until that happens, you're relying heavily on Book to try and carry this load like you did in the bubble um, and other players to step up like they did in the bubble. And I just – who's going to move that needle for the Suns? And I hate to say it because I'm not a big fan of of this move, but if you can get Oklahoma City to take on a significant portion of that contract and maybe even move Rubio, then you can bring in a Chris Paul because I do believe Chris Paul can move that needle a little bit more for you. But for how long will that happen? You know, are we talking about like a one, two, three year deal? Chris Paul's, you know, he's coming to to the to the kind of twilight of his career as well and so it, it's going to be interesting to see what the Suns do I I think for value I would much rather go for Jeremy Grant than Christian Wood 
I just think that he fits a little bit better. Overall, I'm not a big Christian Wood fan, and I'm also not a big fan of dudes that all of a sudden had a great year, and then, but but you never heard of them before, never saw them before, and they didn't really do much before. So uh, that's kind of where I would go um, if I was the Suns in that range. And um, outside of that, you know, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see what happens in the draft. Um, they're at the 10th yeah. spot. They got a lot of flexibility. They don't need somebody at 10. You know, they're talking about a lot of these wing players as well. Like, do you need them? No. Would you like to have them? Sure. You know, I think at some point, you know, Elia Kobo is going to have to step up and show that he can actually be a part of this team. Uh, Because now, you know, this is this will be going on year three. And usually at about this point, the Suns are like, okay, we need to pull chocks or or we need to make you, you know, a consistent part of this yeah. rotation. And and he just hasn't proven that to this point. So you're probably looking for somebody to replace his spot on the roster in this draft. And I think if they do that, I would love Killian Hayes. I'm a big Killian Hayes fan. I think he's, you know, people question his athleticism, but I think he's got all the skills to play in the NBA despite the athleticism. And, we, and we've seen at the point guard position, you don't need to be the most athletic guy in the world. Uh, to play that position. Ricky Rubio has the tightest hips in the league <laughs> and he still proves that he could play in this league. So, and and um, we know hips don't lie. So hips we do, know, yeah, he's, no, not, we know he's not athletic. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I am, I am the reason I lean towards Christian Wood over Jeremy Grant is that it's, it's a home run swing. Jeremy Grant. I think you pretty much know what you're getting and, and you can pencil it in for the most part. Christian Wood can take it to that next level, I think. I think that's the intriguing part of him. But that also means he could bottom out as well. So you're gambling there. But when I look at the Suns, and this is part of why the Chris Paul thing, as I think about it longer, may not be the worst idea. Uh, I, I was very against it initially just because of the cap hit. But uh, you know, uh, when I think about it more, the Suns have to take a swing. They have to take a chance because of the last, uh, you know, eleven years and not making the playoffs and uh, and the reputation that the franchise wound up earning in that time. You're going to have to take chances to to land that piece that's going to put you over the top. Whether it's Chris Paul, whether it's uh, you know it's it's it taking a chance on Christian Wood, those kind of things. You're going to have to to you're not going to land the perfect candidate. As much as yeah. I'd love to think Giannis. Uh, is going to come to Phoenix, uh, you know, I, I don't, I just don't see, see that happening the way that the league and the power structure. But the Suns right are, are finally in a position where they can get that kind of attention from somebody, you know, to actually mean something, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't convince a Giannis, right. Or, or the Bucks to trade on a team that just won 13 games the year before. You know what I mean? Agreed. This this time with the bubble success, now you've got people's attention and people can kind of see the potential of what the Suns can offer. That's why I think now's the time to pull a trigger on something big if you're going to do it at all. I think so too, but I think that it, it's got it's going to be big that has potential downside. It's not going to be a all chips in no brainer. This is this is a move. That's a power play that that the Warriors, the Lakers of the world, uh, even even the Clippers have moved into that real estate area. Uh, you know, that's the kind of play those kind of teams can. You're, make. you're looking for the Charles Barkley move, is what yeah, you're looking and, for. And, well, when Charles came over here, there was a lot of doubt as to what he was going to be able to provide the Suns and how much we gave up to get him. And then obviously that worked out tremendously. So well, yeah, and there were question character questions too. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. Charles Barkley had had all sorts of 
uh, of issues on and off the court before the Suns traded for him. So they were taking the chance that he was going to wind up fitting culturally and not make uh, any massive mistake or be on the backslide of his career. So uh, you're going to have to take a chance. And that's why Christian Wood over Jeremy Grant. That's why uh, I'm intrigued now uh, a little bit more by Chris Paul than I had been in the past. I still prefer Spencer Dinwiddie, but we got to from, uh, we're going to hop into the flaming baller mailbag as uh, we got some questions <laughs> over the week. Do you, you like that one? We got to get a graphic for that. Uh, yeah. you know, now that oh, we have a okay. graphic. I got you. It. Writing yeah. it down on Fla- the list. Flaming baller <laughs> mailbag. Let's get that one in. So Saul is basically my graphics assistant now is the way I'm treating this. But we have a uh, uh, we have a question on YouTube. One, uh, would you trade Drew Holiday for the tenth pick uh, and Rubio? Uh, I haven't I haven't done the math on if that works. But then he says uh, you would sign a Christian Wood or Danilo Gallinari to go along with that. Yeah, do I think that makes this team better? Yes. Do I think the Pelicans want what the Suns are going to offer for for Drew Holiday? I'm going to guess no. I'm going to guess they probably would get. Uh, a little bit more of what they're looking for from another dance partner uh, in, in that case, if they actually are going to move on from Drew Holiday. But what are your thoughts, Saul? Do you like uh, potentially uh, chasing Holiday during the holiday season? I love Holiday. I love Holiday. I love um, you know his ability to play on both ends of the floor. I I would much rather have Drew Holiday than than Chris Paul easily. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, is that ever going to happen? I don't know. I don't think 10 and Rubio is going to do the trick. Um, you know, I, and, and if you're the Pelicans, do you take on Rubio? Like, you know, what, what's, what's the up and downside to that? You know, you, maybe you got two years left on the contract and that's probably the only upside comparable. Um, you know, so I, I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, I think if you're the Suns, you probably have to give up a little bit more to get Drew Holiday. But I could be wrong. And I'm, you know, I, I'm kind of surprised about Drew Holiday in the first place because Stan Van Gundy is such a defensive minded coach as well. And Drew Holiday is has, has proven to be a, a solid defensive point guard in this league. Um, but, you know, I'm sure there's other reasons why they're trying to shop him as well because they can probably get a lot of value and that's what they're looking for. Yeah. All right. Uh, against my better judgment, we welcome Dave King back. To hey. the show. Uh, apparently, Dave hates Espo's big board and that's your prerogative. <laughs> but, I'm out, uh, man. Yeah. So, uh, no, Dave. He's on that AT&T Wi-Fi right there. Dave's got- no, it's a, I, I, I should actually plug in the power cord to my laptop. Wow. Dave for, Dave ran out of juice. All right. That's uh, good to know. Sorry, uh, Ed, Eduardo in the chat as we continue the uh, Flaming Ballers mailbag uh, wants to know, would you go after Kevin Love or Blake Griffin? Uh, Dave, we'll start with you since you've been MIA for the last few minutes. Oh, geez. Uh, I, can I say no? On both of them? Yes, that's the way a question works. You are allowed to say no. <laughs> so no uh, one will go. Gosh, if I had to pick between the two, I would say Kevin Love because he's more likely to play more games. Um, that's uh, He, he kind of fits the mold. He's basically uh, um, a step up from Frank Kaminsky. So that's we'll true. go with him. Uh, Saul, what are your thoughts there? Uh, no. That's it. All right. Just no. 
Perfect. No, absolutely no. No. <laughs> Look, I think I, I, I hey, wait a minute. I wasn't them. allowed to just say no, and now Saul is allowed to just say well, no. Well, I can I can live with silence. You just no. you can't you can't live with silence. So that when you said no and I got quiet, you got uncomfortable, you started talking right away. <laughs> it wasn't even that. You <laughs> it's asked a podcast. There's not supposed Dave, to be silence on a podcast. <laughs> Dave, you asked, can I say no? I said yes. <laughs> That's how a question works, and you decided to continue talking. So that is not on me. Uh, there's uh, a question in the chat that I really want to answer. Is it is the it Dave King for Rajon Rondo? Because I no. said yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Anything. the thoughts on Alonzo Trier, which I think is yeah, okay. So Alonzo Trier, let's talk about Alonzo Trier. I think bringing Alonzo Trier isn't a bad move. However. If you don't like ISO ball, you don't like ISOZO. That's just how it is. And uh, that's that's his name on Twitter, ISOZO, for a reason. He's he's very much a ball-dominant kind of player. Um, and, you know, he proved that all his years at U of A. He proved that at the Knicks. Um, but his first year in, in New York, he did a fantastic job. He got a two-year, $7 million contract and then kaput. And that was it. And he barely even touched the court last year. So... I don't think Alonzo Trier is the answer for the Suns. If you want to take a flyer on him, sure, why not? But he's got to be able to fit into the system. And I just, I don't think he's that type of player for the Suns at this point. For those of you that don't know Saul's background, uh, Saul spent a lot of time at U of A, so he knows, uh, he knows about these guys. So perfect question. uh, Did you guys get the chance to talk about Lori Markkinen? Uh, We have not. U of A? No. No, Hey, don't bring up Lori. I love me some Markkinen. I'm, yeah, I'm you want to you want to go for Lowry? Yeah, we, last time I was on the podcast, I talked about that was one of those assets out there that I know he's not he's not happy in Chicago, and he definitely wants to leave. And obviously, they've changed um, you know their dynamics over there. But I'm just you know I, I'm just I'm, I would love I think Lowry is a major upgrade over Kaminsky, and um, uh, I'm why, why why can I not think of the other guy's name? Dario. Uh, Dario. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah. So uh, I think he's a major upgrade there. Uh, he's much more consistent from the perimeter. Uh, you know, he's he's a little bit weak down low, which you don't. I obviously you don't like to see, but you know, I just uh, you know, I think he's a better fit for the Suns all the way around. Uh, I'm in agreement. I would love to see Laurie Markkinen here in Phoenix. Uh, I'd actually prefer him to Christian Wood uh, or Jeremy Grant. If you're going to take a chance on a guy, I'd rather go that route uh, and see if, if you can recapture where he was. He fits that spread for that, that I really think is what you need long-term in this offense. So I would go after him. I know that's not exactly the most popular of picks. Also, uh, also, somebody in the chat said, oh, yeah, Alonzo Trier with uh, DeAndre Aiden, two Wildcats. That would be sick. Yeah, but you're probably leaving in the first round. Oh. If you go. make the first round. I mean, if yeah, you we'll, make the first let's, round. Let's assume Alonzo <laughs> let's, Trier gets you there. Yeah. Let's just remember yeah, yeah. the DNA of, <laughs> of recent Wildcats, okay? And that hurts because I'm a Wildcat, okay? But, hey. Uh, been da- successful. Let's let's move on. David Wigan uh, Wigton in the chat uh, wants to know: Do you guys think next season is a playoff or bust type year? Is there too much competition in the West for that to be a realistic expectation? Great question, David. We'll start with uh, you, Saul. Uh, I think it is absolutely playoff and bust, uh, playoff or bust. It, this team is has grown. <laughs> they they grew. They grew over over the course of the season. 
you know, I think that the fantastic start when they beat the Clippers and the Sixers at the beginning of the season and they kind of went through that little lull and they had some injuries. But then they kind of regrouped. And when they got to the bubble, it was like you saw the flashes there of the bubble. Now, my thoughts on the bubble are probably a little bit different than everybody else's. I feel like they got about 75% of everybody's like max potential because, you know, teams like the Clippers, yeah, they played, but they didn't really have too much to play for. So, you know, you don't get quite the intensity that maybe you would have gotten if if you were playing against a team that you knew if you lost, they're making the playoffs and you aren't. Uh, and so so there's that. But I, I absolutely think that the Suns have to make the playoffs this year. And I think if they make the playoffs, it's because you're going to see significant develop development from DeAndre Aiden. DeAndre Aiden to me is the key to this whole thing. Yeah. Um, what, whoever you get free agency wise, whatever, I don't really care. I don't give a crap. It's DeAndre Aiden. He has to show up this year. He has to improve and he has to just be dominant and aggressive. Like he did, he has shown flashes of that, but you just need it on a more consistent level. And I truly believe he will. Well, That's and my- I, his, his first two years, he's proven that he, <clears throat> Wow, I Dave King did. Uh, he's proven that uh, that he he does improve. I mean, you, you look at season one to season two, he took a jump. Now you have to see that uh, kind of improvement going into season three, uh, and this time, hopefully, without a suspension. So then you don't miss a, a additional time. So I, I agree. I think Aiton is the key, but you have to add those pieces this off season that that also help you take take that next step and and set you up not only this year but for the future because DeAndre Ayton's the key uh, in part this year but massively going into the future because you need him to to develop into uh, the star next to Devin Booker if he doesn't yeah, but, you you your whole future plan is flawed yeah but but uh, you know I, I I get kind of sick and tired of people talking about the future like oh, yeah. and I'm not trying to knock you Espo I'm just saying like the yeah, future is yeah. how long's the future? He's only got two more years after this year. You know what I mean? I like, agree. and that's that's if they take the you know the exception, which I know they will. But uh, you can't just wait around forever, you, especially when you see the explosive rookies that come in from time to time. Uh, you know, like the guy over in Dallas. You know, like you gotta ha- you gotta expect yeah. more, and gotta you gotta stop. Right. You, know you got to I mean? make the so, playoffs like, this year. This whole development thing, really. like, hey, three years should be plenty of time to develop into the superstar you should be. And DeAndre Aiden, for all intents and purposes, should be a superstar in this league. He's, and he's and I, I, I expect yet. to see that in these 72 games that they're going to play this year. And I think I'm not saying it's not playoffs or bust this year. It definitely is playoffs or bust. I think. I think you could argue if you're in the in the seven to ten, it's it's a good season in the West because you will be competing in that play in tournament and and you'll have a chance. All right, that, that's uh, I, I want to see them in the playoffs, but if they get in the play in, at least it's it's the right direction in a West that's that's tougher this season than it even was last year. And we're projecting this without having any clue what what any of these moves are going to be. So a lot of this can change, but it, playoffs or bust is a definite. All I'm saying is DeAndre Ayton's the key na- a big key now, 
and an even bigger key as we move forward because uh, because he has to grow along with Devin Booker for, for any of this to work and put you from being a fringe playoff team to being a championship contender, and that's where we all want to see the Suns. If you're not fighting for that, there's no point in being in the league, and I think that's where we all expect this team to be in the next two to, uh, two to four years is, is a legitimate contender. And that's what they're trying to build. So that's, I'm just saying this year's playoffs are bust. And if you want to take it to that next level where everybody wants you to be, DeAndre Ayton has to be one of the people to lead you there. Absolutely. All right. Last, last question from the flaming ballers mailbag. It is blaze Megatron. One of our favorite flaming ballers over on YouTube. He wanted to see, he said, you know what? We talk a lot about bad trades that have happened and every fan base does, but what are some of uh, your favorite best trade decisions that the Suns have have made i love uh, me some blaze by the way i I'm don't gonna, know I, yeah. blaze blaze <laughs> if you're out there i just want you to know i'm a major fan of you because every time i would leave the arena i would hear you on john bloom's radio show breaking down the game from the east coast and i was just like man this dude knows what he's talking about and i really like I, and i also like his accent you know he's got that you know hey let me tell you something about that john bloom that, you know that's you know, flex that's you got guys oh my god, I got Blaze and Flex. Blaise. My bad. Blaze Blaze is one of my, my bad, favorite. Blaise. He's also the new guy, so we my can bad. allow that. If Dave that was, pulled that, I'll take actually, the L on that one. Actually, you know what? It is a long-standing tradition for people to get names wrong on this show. So yeah, you were fitting wow. right in. So in my uh, old Blaise, age, it's that old age. There it is. <laughs> Blaze, <laughs> uh, I love this question. I think uh, Saul inadvertently actually mentioned the trade earlier. It was the Charles Barkley trade. When you can flip Jeff Hornacek, Andrew Lang, uh, Tim Perry, Tim Perry, I mean, you're you're not talking about uh, the greatest accumulation of talent ever, and you get a a superstar, an MVP, a guy that leads you to the finals and launches you into the stratosphere of basketball. Uh, I don't think it gets much better than that. I love Jeff Hornacek, but he was by no means a star, and he was the best player that went back to Philly, and he was only in Philly for one year. So I think the Suns made the best of that deal. I think it was KJ. I think it was the KJ trade that took him out of the whole drug scandal back in 87, spring of 88, maybe, or is there a spring of 87? Uh, huh? 87. Like, yeah. It was, uh, yeah. 87. So uh, also brought in Mark West, who was until uh, this past year, the probably the best Sun center in history over, over more than one season. Um, I, I thought, and that obviously that took the Suns straight into conference finals contentions. And then finally, when they did add Barkley, they were ready for the finals. So it's gotta be that KJ trade, man. He was uh, the seventh pick in the draft and the Suns traded Larry Nance uh, to clear out the team from the drug scandals. They traded Larry Nance. Everybody was sad about that. Uh, but KJ came in and immediately was a, a 2010 guy. And if he hadn't had injuries um, on the court, he was he was a Hall of Fame level player. I believe they also got the pick that became Dan Marley out of that trade too. Could, yep, I you're could right. be wrong, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure. So that's three starters in the finals. Yeah, I right think that's there. a great call, Dave. Saul, do you have uh, do you have one that sticks out to you? No, the Barkley one's the only one that really sticks out to me uh, because I, I am I am struggling trying to remember if Jason Kidd is the one that got traded here. I think he was right. Yeah, he was yeah, traded. Kidd was traded. It was Christmas actually. <clears throat> That's right. I was over at a family's house for Christmas. I don't know if it was day of or day after or day before, but it was right around there. 
and Jason Kidd suddenly was acquired by the Suns. Absolutely, that was huge. Yeah, because that it, it helped kind of, the Suns, it, but they didn't kind of, get all it, the way there. It kind of set the tone for what was yeah. to come, though. Um, yeah. You know, so yep. that eventually led to the whole seven seconds or less and moving in uh, Nash into to, to the Suns, and it was just a, a development. So, yeah. So, Coach Fallen Founder uh, says in the chat, "Q Rich for Kirk Thomas, an underrated trade." I don't know because. Q Rich was a big part of that first, that first yeah. run, that first rendition of seven seconds or less. And I've always wondered if they just ran back Joe Johnson and Quentin Richardson with Amari and Nash and and the Matrix, if that would have been the championship puzzle that, that they already had, and they decided to pull apart before they ever found out if it. Worked. I know, so, I know Q Rich thinks so. I know Q Rich yeah. thinks so. You know, yeah, he certainly uh, does, and he said it on his podcast <clears throat> numerous yep. times. So. Yep. All right, yeah. well, I think we have we have uh, exhausted everything that's been in the Flaming Ballers uh, mail sack. So thank you to all our Flaming Ballers. If you want to join the crew, hit that join button on YouTube or find it in the uh, no- show notes on uh, your podcast, uh, wherever you listen, you can find it in yep. there. Click the link, become a supporter. We really appreciate you guys as always, because as we said, no matter who we partner with, no matter who does the show without you, uh, we're just talking to ourselves and that's just a waste of time. So we, we truly do appreciate you. Saul, uh, appreciate the you. The sack is empty. Well, we exhaust the sack. It's yes, all these plays. Uh, you, all the right. puns. Uh, Buck all. dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all, the 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 ball, flaming ballers always know how to make a good bad pun, and we appreciate it. So so excited to have you as part of the team. Uh, and I won't call you Sal like I inadvertently kept doing in in our yeah, recording yeah. for it. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm I'm going to cut all that stuff together so everybody out there can understand the pain and torture. <laughs> Of forty minutes of trying to record a thirty-second commercial, dude. I got to give a shout out to to Lindsey Smith um, and all the actors out there. Obviously, all I had to try to do was say two lines, and it was impossible uh, to remember like the twenty-fifth word I had to memorize. And and Lindsey, then two days later, Lindsey Smith did this this entire presentation, you know, for the the uh, the breakthrough, <laughs> the fun breakthrough videos, and all that, or whatever those are called on Thursdays. Uh, those are, she does a great job. All you guys do a great job that can record, yeah. can memorize lines. Cause I certainly can't. Dave, none of us were surprised by the fact that that happened. <laughs> and I'd like to make it clear. I was the only one that nailed it in a one take out of the, out of the group. Uh, the, 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 so not that I'm bragging, but I am. So, yeah. but uh, you, Saul, cer- please you, cer- you, cer- you certainly set the tone at the very beginning by <laughs> yeah, yeah. stumbling through it for okay. like 30 takes. So let's well, not yeah. just act hey, like yeah, we're let's perfect not, let's all not the say time. Okay? You exactly. finished strong, but you started weak. Look, let's just I, say that. It was, I, it was it wasn't, on the one line, you were weak, and I had one take. And then look, it was just the opposite. The suit, look, the I, I was, I, it wasn't that I couldn't rem- memorize the line. For some reason, I just kept calling Saul Sal, and I—it's I, probably the Italian in me. I don't know why I did it, but it happened. So, uh, but Saul, please bring that clip next week for our first show uh, with the Fox Sports Arizona crew because I think it'll be very entertaining for the audience. So, for Saul Bookman, uh, Saul, why don't you let the people know where they can find you on social? Yeah, you can find me at, at Saul S A U L 
underscore bookman <laughs> on twitter uh instagram all that good stuff um and again fox sports arizona follow us on all the platforms on social media please uh youtube uh facebook instagram uh just about everywhere you can think of even on tiktok so um we we're, we're gonna bring a lot of content we're gonna bring a lot of cool pieces we want to make the show better for you guys it's already great we just want to take it from like a nine to a ten that's all we're trying to do and uh i mean i i love the audience i I love the participation. I love the engagement. I think you guys do a tremendous job um, because if you didn't, I would have never talked to you in the first place. So <laughs> I appreciate you guys. <laughs> Dave, he is Dave King. You can follow him at Dave King NBA. The NBA is there to help uh, make him feel better about himself. And I'm at Espo. <laughs> and you can follow the show at Sun Solar Panel on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, we appreciate you. And we'll talk to you next week on the other side of the big announcement as we join the Fox Sports Arizona podcast family. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. Thanks, everyone.